Fish here from the It Came From Gen X podcast. We're sharing this clip with you in case you're looking for some time with us but don't have time for a full episode. You can find new episodes and new clips on all major podcast platforms. While you're there, give us a follow or subscribe. Full video episodes and segments can be found on our YouTube channel at It Came From Gen X. You can also find us on our very own channel on the Boss Code Media TV Network. We hope you enjoy and hope to see you back. To us, uh, in our, at our doorsteps, is uh, there was the the Canadian uh, wildfires that are going on right now, mm-hmm. and this is not just on the east coast; it's actually in the Midwest and on the west coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada has been decimated with um, mm. fires, and these fires have not been caused by negligence, like it, a lot of these that we've talked about in the past here, especially that one. Where the uh, the one story we talked about, where they had a gender reveal party, and that was where the Skinner Ranch yeah. kind of, uh, originated from. Um, all <laughs> these fires have started from Mother Nature, uh, lightning strikes, because of mm. the lack of water that's been been uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say hasn't hasn't been received over the last couple weeks. Um, Canada's had a bunch of wildfires that have been set by, um, by electrical current from the, um, from lightning strikes. But along with the wind storms that don't produce any kind of rain, the wind has just, you know, moved these fires. So I grabbed a couple of numbers. Um, <clears throat> through June 11th, they've had 4.7 million hectares of fires. Now, if you know what a hectare is, it's a metric system to uh, um, such as meters, but it's a, one hectare is 2.47 acres of land. So the U.S. We, so by the U.S. we go by acres uh, for for science and for the way that they recognize it. It's one one well, hectare. We, we all went to Skidmore, so we we deal in hectares yeah, no all kidding. the time. So yes, of course. So yes, through June 11th. 4.7 million hectares of fires have caused <clears throat> compared to typical years, 310,000 hectares in Canada alone. That doesn't include you know, Russia. Or, I mean, doesn't include the U.S. Um, I couldn't get, I was trying to find some numbers to compare the U.S. with California and Oregon, but they have not seen this many fires since the Oregon uh, wildfires in 2020. Um, wow, that's crazy. So to to put into perspective, if you people, if you folks out there listening, or if you guys here, if you've seen the pictures of New York City, and you've seen the pictures of uh, the, the state capital, the you know Washington D.C., I couldn't help but to look at these pictures and say, "Wow, that looks like nine eleven all over again." The dense, wow. 
smoke that you could barely see a silhouette of a building. I mean, I, there was a picture of the state building in D.C., and you could see the top of the building, but you really couldn't make out. You could yeah. make out the dome barely, but you couldn't see anything else. The smoke was so thick and so dense. Wow. And then poor guys and people in New York City, they had to be reliving 9-11 again all over I would uh, imagine. what they went through. So I bet there's a lot of PTSD going on, too, with that. Yeah, so you know, it just heartbreaking—not heartbreaking, I guess. It's just, just people having to stay in their houses because they can't handle the smoke, they can't handle the carbon. Those that are ill. So, I wanted to bring it up just to, if you guys had seen those pictures, if it brought back any type of memories to you. Have you been involved in a house fire or a fire area that that you've had to walk away from or run away from? Um, I've never personally, knock on wood, um, ever witnessed a house fire or been in one. And I hope to pray that that never happens. But I know people that have, and it's it's a god-awful thing. Yeah. So the, the people in Canada that are trying to keep their lives, their livelihoods alive and going, you know, my prayers are out to them. Got to cover there. Um when you were talking about the wildfire, the question that was going through my mind was, why is it so easy for us to create things of destruction, but not things to stop destruction? You know what I mean? Like something to put out a wildfire. Why can't we come up with something like that? Something that takes all the oxygen out of the air or something that quenches the fire. You know, we can do things like that to, to, you know, kill the air to kill people or, or something like that, but nothing to stop some of these acts of nature. I remember growing up watching one of my favorite comic books. Uh, I had very few non superhero cartoon heroes growing up, but one of them was Richie Rich. I love Richie Rich comic books or Richie Rich cartoons. And remember Professor King being scientist that worked for him and did all these inventions. I love the fact that all his inventions were to help mankind. I remember he made the, the paving thing that paved all the roads and made highways and stuff. And it's like, man, you know what? Why do we have so many inventions of destruction, but nothing to save people or stop acts of nature, things like that? We don't put enough time and money into that. It seems like, I don't know, but it just seems like it. But uh, I've never been in a house fire, thank God. I remember one time we had a, a big pot of grease catch on fire when I was a kid on the stove and uh it got swung on the back porch and grease went everywhere and man to see fire people just come in and destroy our whole back porch was as a kid was really well it, it did something to me you know, to say the least you know it was just something to see i'll never forget that uh but uh, a house fire is something that just i don't want to say scares me but man that is a horrible 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 thing and uh Always very leery of it, you know, looking for loose cords and things like that around the house. And thanks for reminding me of getting our fire extinguisher uh, checked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've never been on a house fire myself, fortunately. There's been, you know, fires in the neighborhood before. never actually saw it happen. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you raise an interesting point, Keith, as far as, you know, technology and fighting some of this stuff here. 
I mean, unfortunately, I think as the as the, we continue to see the climate change, you know, we're going to continue to be more susceptible to these type of disasters. Certainly, it's been a real mm-hmm. problem out out west now for for years, and yeah. it's making some parts of the U.S. potentially more uninhabitable. We've talked about mm-hmm. that before for for other reasons, but uh, yeah, they, they, I'm sure there's. There's got to be some type of technology that, and ways that people are trying to figure out how to fight these fires because they're going to become mm-hmm. more and more common. So, you know, we're going to have to try to figure out some other ways to fight these things or yeah. sustain a lot of damage and air pollution and all the health problems that come with that as well yeah. while we try to figure out the whole bigger issue with the climate, yeah. which may yeah. be too late. Have you ever listened to a fire chief talk after a fire? It is amazing the knowledge that they have, how mm-hmm. it started, how it kindled, how it progressed. They they understand all these things, the nuances of a fire and what it needs to spread and how, how you feed it and all that. So you would think that we would have some sort of technology to quench these things. Now, the unique thing about this one was you said Mother Nature started mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, man, there are certain nonviolent crimes that I think should carry the most maximum of penalties. Starting a forest fire is one, in my opinion. I think it mm-hmm. is an egregious offense against nature and humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if there's no excuse for it, well, to do something so ignorant uh, and, and vile. So it's different when nature starts it, but um, people start these forest fires, same on them, man. I agree. I agree. Uh, Fish here from the It Came From Gen X podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. 17 past the hour. What hour? What hour? No, in the Rockies. Miles along the coast. But what about Des Moines? It's degrees. Gonna be one of those days. One of what days? No need to wing it. Call InfoLine for time, temperature, and weather. 244-5611. Thanks, Bankers Trust. InfoLine from Bankers Trust. Okay, guys. Speak, uh, while we're on sports, we got another moron in the mix. <laughs> Glenn Kuyper, uh, play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's. Uh, former. Former, thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say, guys. I, I'm interested in your take. So he and another colleague on one of the most important days in baseball, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Jackie Robinson Day. Anyway, they was, did. Yeah. They uh did some um visitation and they went to the Negro Baseball Hall of Fame. And on air, mm-hmm. well, let's just say he said the other word. <laughs> when you when you listen to it, I don't know what's funny. In fact, he said it, and I mean funny, and it's pretty sad. But the guy sitting next to him, man, he didn't even flinch. Like I don't know, those guys were having a couple of cold ones. <laughs> yeah, that. And Bird Hall of Fame was pretty good, yo. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, mm. 
I, it's, I don't know. I can't give this guy a pass. I am sorry. To me, when something like that comes out, that says that's what was in you to begin with. And today he's like, uh, he says, please know racism is in no way part or no way a part of me. I've never been and it never will be. I appreciate the Negro League Museum. President Bob Kendrick and Oakland A's great Dave Stewart's public support of me in light of this. So he's got a couple of people that come out and support him. Uh, I am honest, caring, kind, honorable, respectful husband and father, playing on our sympathies, who would never utter a disparaging word about nobody. Those who know me best uh, know this about me. So he was fired from his job, as Skinner eluded to. Uh, I'm just going to say this, and you guys can say whatever you like on it. I hope he wasn't fired immediately uh, after saying that, because it's not very hard to find out a person's character. Um, years ago, I was called into the, I don't forget the name of it, but the legal department at the University of Akron. And I had no idea what I was doing there. And they had a sexual harassment complaint against me. And I laughed. And they didn't even tell me what it was yet. And they're like, you laugh? I said, yeah, because I don't care what it is. I know it's not true. And they said that a female student claimed that I said in the at the gym she had a nice A. And uh, I said, really? And I got really upset. And I stood up. And they're like, no, sit down. I said, no, I'm not sitting now. I'm leaving because I'm not going to sit here and listen to this crap. I said, I don't know who it was, and I don't care. I know I didn't say it. I said it. And you know what? I dare you to find any woman that says I've ever said that to her. Go back to the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, whatever. Find one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you, you know, continue i said i know who i am and i know my character and i said i dare you to go to that gym and ask anybody about me because i'll put my character up against yours any day and i walked out so i got a call from there was there was a man and a woman sitting behind the desk the woman called me a few days later she said i was going to be getting a letter in the mail she wasn't supposed to be calling me but keep this phone call between us she said that the charges were being dropped and she wanted to apologize she said that she did exactly what I told her to do. She went to the rec center and asked about me. And she said from the people that worked there to the supervisor of the entire rec center, they knew who I was and had nothing but good things to say about me. And I said, I, I don't talk to women like that. So I knew it wasn't me. So she put my character to the test. So if I would have is in charge of this guy, when I heard him say that, the first thing I would do is ask around. This is this how this guy normally talks. What's your vibe on this guy? And see what was going on. Now, I don't know what they did, if they did anything like that or not, but I hope that they uh he was vetted before he got fired. I hope he didn't just get fired just because he said that, which he might have had to be, you know? I mean, I don't know. Public persuasion might have been strong after you make a mistake like that. But, uh, I don't know, man. That's a heck of a thing to walk back from and claim that uh, you don't have a, a racist bone in your body. Your thoughts on this, Skinner? 
The only thing I can say is that was not an oops. <clears throat> yeah. You don't use that term during that type of discussion and it'd be an oops. That's, I have nothing else to say. No, you, you've than, used it before and several times. Right. You know, you're talking about a African American Hall of Fame for the sport that you work in and you just accidentally use the N-word? Nah, it doesn't happen that way. Sorry. Your character is already you, you taken. We already know your character after the, as soon as the word was said. No, I have nothing else to contribute to the conversation other than I'm glad he got fired. There's just so many issues surrounding this word. I don't know. I think everybody needs an education on it. I just don't get it. I'm going to put my uh, director kind of under the bus here. I don't think she watches the show, but um, many of you know that I am performing in the play Sanford and Son uh, coming up here in July. This is our third go at this play. I've done it twice before. And one of the biggest controversies was we were doing the one uh, episode called Mama's Baby, Papa's Maybe. When an old friend of Fred comes to town from St. Louis and claimed that he is actually Lamont's father. And one of the big scenes on the show was when he told this to Aunt Esther. And Aunt Esther jumped up and said, what did you say, nigga? It was a real big thing on the show, especially back in the 70s. Um, and when we went to do this play for the first time, it was a subject of controversy and she didn't want us to say it or the girl playing out Esther. She changed it to what did you say? Sucker. <sighs> well, the second time we did this a couple <laughs> years later, uh, I was in the back room with, uh, the guy that plays Fred. We were waiting for our scenes and the girl went out there and she was doing her lines. And when he said he was Lamont's father, she jumped up and she said it. And we were just like, yes, throwing up high five, screaming in the back room. And our director just like, man, she had a baby sitting on the couch. But you know what? We we're like, that's the, the play. If you don't like Sanford and Son, don't come see it. That's, that was the whole thing. Okay. They use that word in, in, in the show. Now, here we are this year, and we're doing it, and we're reading the script. And we read down to the script when it gets to that part, and she has the N-I-G-G-E-R word. And we just looked at it, and like, this is not the same thing. You can't say this. I don't understand how she does not know. I don't understand how people don't know. So from nigga to Negro to the E-R word, everybody needs to get an education. Fisher, your thoughts, buddy. I I agree with everything that Skinner said. I mean, it's it, if you're, it's hard for me. I, you know, I, it's hard to try to muster up even to say that word. It's such an ugly word to use in many respects. You know, straight like you know, you know, is a form of hate. Um, and like you said, if a guy just used it casually, I mean, I agree with what Skinner said. He, he must have used it before and felt at least comfortable enough to, to blurt it out like that. So, mm. uh, I don't know, man. It's, like I said, there's different variations of it. I'm quite sure, like you're saying, but, uh, you gotta know what you're talking about. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, in, in many respects, you just, you just, you just, just stay away from it. Stay away from it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
Can I give you quick latest on the dating app situation? Uh, okay, there you go. So, <clears throat> I saw this. Is, this. Anyway, this is your pastor bachelor update, everybody. Yeah, pastor bachelor yes. update. Yes, so, I please. get a like a couple of days ago, and, I, and I'll send you guys the, the uh, s- screenshot. Uh, this girl who was like posing in all these different places and positions, but her face was covered up in every pose. Mm. I'm like, what? There was, she was at the gym, had her face covered up. She was in some flowers, face covered up, body was terrific and all that. We're like, what is this crap, right? Mm. So we connect and I'm like, uh oh. The first thing I text her was, why is your face covered up? And she's like, well, if you open up account and hit me up on, on WhatsApp, we can talk oh, and I'll tell you my face. So boy. I really thought this was some kind of scam or something. Cause I didn't know what WhatsApp was, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked into it and it was, it's just a messaging service, like texting back and forth. So I said, okay. So I opened up a chat, downloaded uh, an app and then I put mm-hmm. her number in and we Uh-oh. started talking. Her name was Bella. And I was like, oh, can I see what you look like? So she sends me like four pictures, all professional looking pictures, this beautiful Asian girl, right? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So she just starts talking, asking questions. Where do you live? What do you do? I'm looking for love. And mm-hmm. my last boyfriend cheated on me. And, and, mm-hmm. and I just went, well, I'm like, okay, I'll play it along telling Pam that somebody thinks I'm stupid. I'm playing along with them. And I was like, well, uh, when can we video chat? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, we got to get to know each other better. I said, what does that mean? I said, when you meet somebody in the street, you meet them face to face. So what's the difference? What mm-hmm. better way to get to know each other better than to look at each other and talk? Mm-hmm. My video rang. And I hit the button, and it was the same girl that sent me the pictures. Uh-oh, no kidding. I, listen, I almost fell over. And I was like, hi, how are you doing? And she said, hi, no English too well. I said, then how are you texting me so good? She was like, go text, English not so well. I said, is somebody forcing you to do this? Or, you know, I, I was all suspicious. <laughs> Listen, I accuse this girl of being held captive and all this stuff because she couldn't hardly speak, but her texting was all fast, right? Oh, because the app does translation or something? Exactly. She was on Uh a translator. Oh, no. So she she got mad at me and said, you're an idiot. (laughs) She hung up on me. Well, Keith, when you go to the dating apps, you're not supposed to go to the male bride section. You're supposed to stay local. Wow. <laughs> I accuse the girl of being held captive and, and being the face for some kind of con thing because she couldn't speak English. So here she was listening. Her text was coming through a translator. <laughs> she said, you're oh my gosh, you didn't get a date out of that one. No, it didn't work out. There was no connection on Pastor Bachelor. <laughs> oh my! But you I know like, what? I like this segment, though. I want to keep the ba- the Pastor Bachelor. Yeah, segment I'll keep you updated. Yeah. Be too. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. she, she was in New York anyway, and I'm like, how are you gonna communicate? You can't speak English anyway. So, but it was interesting. It was fun. I I tell you what, you could have bought me for a nickel when my video rang, and I, it was that her. Would be shocking. I, I was like, huh. I thought, you were oh gonna figure, I thought for sure you were going to say that she wanted, well, I could come see you, but I need so much money sent here, type deal. And, 
Just yeah, I mean, all, all, indication, all indications was this girl's looking for love, man. So, wow. hey, second time this happened. Okay. All right. That's my update.